Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our second episode of the Crypto Podcast. My name is Crypto Jake. Um, I'd like to introduce everybody again. This is... Hello, everybody. Crypto Dan. Thank you. And we have a special guest here today. Hi, I'm Crypto Chris. And uh, before we start the show, I'd like to uh, interest everybody in a thing we got going on this Friday at uh, Forks First. Um, we have an event. Um, hopefully, you guys might like it. Um, we'd like to announce uh, Forks First presents uh, Prohibition Comedy Night featuring Ahmed Khalif, James Stanley, and host Toby Shamu. Friday, July 9th, show starts at 8 p.m. at 306 Demers Avenue, East Grand Forks, you, uh, next to Spud Jr. You must be 21 to enter. Limited seats available by tickets in advance at ForksFirstPresents.com under the Events tab. So we're going to go ahead and start the show with uh, Dan over here announcing something. All right. And uh, we're, we're pleased to be back here for the second show. Now, if uh, Crypto Chris, what is Bitcoin? Oh, God. Put me on the spot, why don't you? <laughs> I thought people knew about Bitcoin coming to this podcast. Um, well, I mean, I would assume most people have heard about Bitcoin. Um, it's a digital store of value. A lot of people like to call it the digital gold. Um, it's all based on a blockchain, which is a distributed ledger, just like a banking ledger, except electronic and all stored in the cloud. And there are people called miners who run really hyper-efficient computers. And those miners solve transactions in order to verify each transaction that happens on the uh, blockchain. And through that distributed verification, you can ensure that funds aren't double spent, that funds are sent from one place to another, and that uh, you know transactions actually happened when they were supposed to, how they were supposed to, and between the parties they were supposed to. And because it's distributed, it's also... Um, it's also resilient to an attack by uh, someone who would want to do wrong on the Bitcoin network. You would have to control 51% of the network's hash rate, which at the current time would cost you trillions of dollars, probably. So not a cheap endeavor. But I suppose if you were super rich and you just wanted to tell people to, you know, give me your Bitcoin, you, you might could. Mm-hmm. Now, part of what makes Bitcoin work Sounds like it's that decentralized big part of it. Sounds like the software, the open source software, big part of it. The miners are a big part of it. So the, we got a lot of ingredients that lead up to having a successful cryptocurrency that in and of itself has not had any major faults. And that's going to lead into a, a further discussion. We're going we're gonna to dive into China's new cryptocurrency the dcep that's going to be today's episode but what we like to remind you is if at this point in the podcast if you're still a little bit confused of what cryptocurrency is what bitcoin is take a break go back to our first episode abc is a bitcoin where we talk you through everything give you some great examples and might get you to a a, a better starting point so that being said, we're going to dive in. Now, Chris did an awesome job explaining Bitcoin once again on the show here and uh, highlighting its strengths. Well, what we got here with China's digital currency, an article that I found, um, the DCEP, is it's not blockchain-based. Ba it happens to be centralized. And uh, a few other notable uh, differences... 
You know, and what it, it looks like the purpose for this cryptocurrency is a cashless payment solution and to replace their cash circulation in China. They see a lot of fraud and a lot of, well, basically, let's cut through it. They can't control cash, right? Once you get cash in people's hands, they want to transact amongst each other. You can't control it. And so, um, you know, uh, looks like the PBOC, which is a big part of being behind the DCEP, uh, only borrowed blockchain's key concepts. So they borrowed the peer-to-peer payments. They borrowed traceability, like in public ledgers, and tamper-proofness. So this is uh, interesting. And they say they left the blockchain out, so it's technologically agnostic, meaning they could move this thing forward 20, 30, 40 years with being, without being locked into some technology. Um, however, uh, software programmers know if you replace one part, you got to put something back in there. So if you didn't use blockchain, what did you use? And whatever you did use, that is technology <laughs> dependent. So you're not fooling anybody when you, when you say that. So what it really comes down to, it looks like this is something to be careful of. So you, you might have an opportunity in the future I got an article here where, where China talks about uh, how they like to... Oh, here we go. China to hand out two out 6.2 million in digital currency to Beijing residents as part of a trial. So they like to do kind of do little raffles to hand out millions of dollars of this new digital currency to entice people to use it and, and grow its strength. And so you might in the future find yourself an opportunity where you could take part in the DCEP, but you're going to have to ask yourself some questions first because you'll be, have been educated from this podcast. You'll know it's centralized, so it's not decentralized. You know that there is no sort of mining whatsoever going on with this thing. There is no sort of uh, uh, open source software to review to know what's going on, and it's completely controlled. And so uh, that is to say you're going to have a wallet, and you can send transactions from one wallet to another wallet and that wallet is separate from a bank so it is above the banks but china through their control could say i'm returning those funds from the other wallet and i'm shutting that wallet down and so that puts you at a grave monetary risk let's say that wallet was your business your online business they just shut you down right or or they could say these 1000 addresses are not allowed to shop at your business so they can do serious uh, censorship, monetary censorship with this currency. And this, um, uh, this I think is, before we go yeah. too far, let's yeah. take a little look at the at the tech behind okay. what actually makes the digital wand work. Yeah. Um, so to say that it doesn't use a blockchain isn't exactly correct. Um, the Chinese People's Bank of China, PBOC, whatever that stands mm-hmm. for, yep. um, they've actually been developing this since 2014. And that was right around the time that blockchain became big. Um, people started knowing what Bitcoin was, and uh, Bitmain actually started making ant miners in China. And that's when all the Chinese people said, well, we don't have to use paper money. We don't have to use the yuan anymore. We can just use Bitcoin. And, and that was hard, fantastic. Yeah, one that of was the great. hard parts for the Chinese government is controlling that. It's controlling the flow of money across borders. And like you had said, with a centralized currency like the digital yuan and what it's becoming, that, that, that censorship, that control is possible. You can't do that on, on Bitcoin's blockchain. You just can't. It's not possible, not without a 51% attack, which is 
theoretically plausible, but improbable at, at well, best. What I think is interesting is that China took away their own power to do that. Here I've got an article from uh, June 7th. talks about China's crackdown on cryptocurrency mining has extended to the southwest province of Sichuan, where authorities ordered cryptocurrency mining projects closed in the major mining center. Well, think about yeah. this. There's two things you're talking about here. China implements the digital yuan. Yep. China says, get Bitcoin out of our country. Yep. Isn't it funny how those two are happening at exactly the same time? Mm-hmm. This, the reason China's giving away Bitcoin to the residents of Beijing, in my opinion, is to test their alternative, so to speak. Right. They have their own blockchain network. It's called the, uh, the Blockchain Service Network. They've been developing it for seven years now, yeah. and they want to put a real test in it. And they want the Chinese people to see this works the same way as Bitcoin. It's the same as Bitcoin. It's, mm. it's, you yep. can transact with it, and it's safe, and it's mm-hmm. great, but it's not. Because right. there are no miners independently verifying your transactions. It's the People's Bank of China saying, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, money, money went from wallet A to wallet B. And if, you know, for some reason, like say your, your social credit score isn't high enough, then what? Then what happens? Well, yeah. then I guess your money isn't going to flow to wallet B. It's going to flow to government's wallet Z or something. And, and there's no way, like uh, nowadays, let's say you did have a, a bad week. You lost your bank account. You lost your you, you lost your car. You lost that's a, a few that's things. That's more than a bad week. Jeez. You know, you had a bad week. You could still go and work for cash somewhere. And you could use that cash to get a hotel, spend the night in a hotel, buy some food, and, and uh, maybe even have a little bit of fun with that cash. And you, and you still have, you have a, a way to live with, with, the, with this new Chinese digital currency. That's shut down, too. You have a bad week, it doesn't get any better because <laughs> you can't get you. There won't be cash. Yeah, and and, and, and they'll have said you can't. You cannot send this. This guy had, does not have a wallet anymore. You can't send it to him. I mean, you're just yeah absolutely screwed up a creek. Yep. Another big reason that China wants to make their own digital currency. Um, in light of the COVID pandemic, we watched the dollar get weaker and weaker and weaker. Every time America printed trillions of dollars out of nowhere, the dollar got weaker and weaker and weaker on the global stage. 89% of trade that happens in the world is based on the U.S. dollar. If China could eat away even 5% of that mm. and make that transacted in the digital yuan instead of the U.S. dollar, that's huge for them. Right. And it just sets them up to become an even bigger superpower in the future. Yeah. I mean, China's already one of the big three. There's U.S., Russia, and China. And if they can even take a single step forward where the U.S. is backsliding, that's amazing for They're going to go after that. Yeah. And, that, and that, that's a great segue. China is very strategic. They're, uh, they, they, they spend enormous amounts of time and energy on education. And uh, they're patient. They have long-term goals, and they're going to get them. You know, I mean, uh, this is a good example. And it, just in case you think this isn't real, I mean, I've got an article here. It talks about how our current uh, president is compromised by China. A whistleblower came out and said something about, you know, how they – and then I got another article here. talks about uh, how American farmers are, are uh, strung up to China. China can decide – I mean, it's a great thing. China buys our products, but at any point they cannot buy our products – and then they, they take control of us. You well, know, we saw that a couple of years ago with the soybeans. They sent the markets tumbling, and 
who knows how many farmers went out of business. So China likes to they, they like to have their choke points, their control their control mechanisms, so that they can move forward with their objectives. And 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 we've seen in the past. We're not going to forget about the past. What they've done with those control mechanisms and choke points, so we know what's going to happen with this new cryptocurrency. And so uh, that the goal here is to is to have a good discussion on it. Uh, Crypto Jake, I mean, how do you feel? Are you maybe are you a little more embracing of it, even if it isn't uh, a pure blockchain solution? I mean, I know there's going to be some people out there that say, "Hey, it's a technology innovation; it's moving things forward." Uh, you know, why why are you hating on this so much? Well, I um, really don't have anything more than an opinion that I think that Chinese uh, their their or China's um, solution to Bitcoin um, is basically Bitcoin's ugly step cousin, and I think it's just <laughs> I don't you know it's not it, even it, the same family, dude. It's, it's you know it's, I'm sorry, yeah, it, it's just it's like it's like a, it's like a failed experiment, you know. And it's <laughs> I, I think it's it's better that it stays in their own country and that they kind of work on that and stuff because I think that all has to play with the fact that and I'm, I don't mean to get terribly political here, but. That you know, just communism and stuff like that, and the way they run their their government and and such, they have to have the 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 iron fist on their people. Well, and you know, they're not. It's not going to stay in their country. Come on, they're going to say, if you want us to buy your soybeans, you're going to pay us in this cryptocurrency. That's what they're going to say. If you if you want to manufacture something here, you got to pay our workers. You got to send the money over, and then we're gonna, you're going to get paid in this. You know, they, they control all that, right? Or do you think they'll contain it? They'll just say only for only for our citizens. Well, you've also got to look at this from the point of um, oh, I had something. Oh, all the miners for Bitcoin, like a lot of the miners for Ethereum, they're based in China. Moving all of this hash rate out of China, it's it's hurting Chinese people. Like all of these miners were creating jobs. They were buying electricity, and then there were more jobs being created to deliver all that electricity. That was a huge glut. And it seems odd that they would, you know, go backwards, take a step mm-hmm. backwards just to get this out of their country. Well, that's the control that they seek, exactly. But you yeah. have to think that that one country accounted for something like 30% yep. of the difficulty of mining a block in Bitcoin um, last month. Yeah. So 30% of the hash rate of Bitcoin globally was in China. And look at how many people around the world use Bitcoin. So if they replace all those people who now know how to make crypto transactions, if they say, don't use Bitcoin, use the digital wand, it's the same. It looks like the same technology. It's a right. Bitcoin wallet with a new skin on it, yep. a, fresh, a fresh set of paint, except it's not. Except it's not. And I, I really personally think that they're doing all of this just because they want their currency to be the main thing in order to gain traction and uh, gain that true control that they want. And that that's the uh, end goal for China, and that um, other than other than them leaving the uh, blockchain network and stuff like that, and benefiting everybody else because everybody else is in the green right now, because um, it barely touched the price of any currencies, um, and everybody's mining a lot more now. We're we're making a lot more profits, so I think that um, I think that it's good for true decentralization because, like you said, China had about thirty percent of the hash rate. Um, for Bitcoin, um, I think a huge majority of it for Ethereum as well, for a lot of other coins. Um, and I think that truly moving it out of China helps with um, that decentralization um, because a lot of it there was centralized, especially Bitcoin as well. Bitcoin was almost half the hash rate in China. 
yeah. and, and moving it around globally. And, and a lot of these Chinese miners leaving China to go mine in other countries and stuff like that really helps truly decentralize it. Another big question I have right now, the only place to buy a Bitcoin mining ASIC is China. You don't have any other, you don't have any choice. There's mm-hmm. no American companies. There's no German companies. There's no Brazilian companies. There's nobody else in the world making Bitcoin miners that can compete with Chinese Bitcoin miner tech. Right. So my question is, does China continue their, their bullheaded rush to get rid of Bitcoin and say, look, we don't want you to manufacture this in our country anymore? Then what? That, right. that is an interesting question for me. What do you think? What do you think happens there? I, I think that's an important strategy. I think they've thought it through, and they said we're going to have some short-term pain for the long-term, long-term gain. And so we're going to take that pain. You know, as far as the other industries go, it's it's maybe something minuscule. They can just print some more of their currency to make up for that. I mean, they can <laughs> starting to sound like the U.S. Reserve. <laughs> They'll just get Google to set up another headquarters, or or Microsoft, or or Oracle, or any one of the the big tech company. Facebook. I'm sure Facebook will sign right up and say, "We'd love it. We'll send a we'll build another headquarters did, so we can offset the people, employees, technology." So did you know that Facebook doesn't actually exist in China? Like behind the Great Firewall, yeah. there is no Facebook. Oh, well, how about there's that? There's no Google either. Yeah, there's no Google. It's well, did Weibo, you know that the, Weibo that, or something? The the Facebook digital currency, the Libra. Yeah. That China sees that as a competitor to their cryptocurrency. <laughs> I can't wait till they integrate their <laughs> their. Uh, I can't wait till they integrate their their new digital yuan with WeChat. Yeah, because that's their that's their Facebook Messenger in China. Uh, well, they they'll definitely will. They'll they'll follow that up. For sure, yeah. That's one of China's main warfare tenants. Um, I wrote a I wrote a paper on this in my grad school studies. Um, the the way that China, Russia, and America wage cyber warfare. Yeah. And uh, one of the main ways is IP theft. Mm-hmm. So there was a big case with Tesla uh, a few years ago. There was a Chinese national that worked for the, for them, and then he just quit one day and took all of Tesla's IP with him. And Gone. Tesla yeah. sued. But I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. The- is a different country apply in yeah. China. No, yeah. it doesn't. Nope. Go ahead, charge him in America. He's never coming back. Nope. So, so that that IP is long gone, and and driving some car in in, uh, <laughs> in the Sichuan <laughs> province or something. I'm not even saying that right. I know that, but you know, I got last article here. I have. I mean, if you don't think this is real, another article. This is BBC. You know, they they print things a little differently. You wouldn't see this article in the U.S. because they know it would scare some people. But this is the BBC, and and the title is. One day, everyone will use China's digital currency. And they just go on and on how great this is and how they're going to be using this. They even, they even lie about how it's got a, a blockchain. And the, they're talking about cryptocurrency like they really got this stuff down. But they, they have, they've been gaslit pretty good. And uh, so, I don't know. I, I just think, I think you got to keep an eye on this. You know, keep looking for these articles. Um, Here's you know here's a good quote. Uh, DCEP, DCEP is the antithesis of Bitcoin. The ultimate goal of a cryptocurrency is the separation of money and state. A cryptocurrency expert based in Hong Kong says, "It's easy for them to say that it's like Bitcoin when it's worlds apart." I'm telling you, it's Bitcoin with a fresh. It's it's quote Bitcoin with yeah. a fresh coat of paint on top, and that fresh coat of paint. Is communist China red? Yeah, and 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 they, um, you know, what's interesting? China, you know, China agrees that the U.S. dollar 
you know, is, of course, the world reserve and the currency, and they admit that they want to compete with that. Now, they'll say they don't want to take it over. They'll say, we don't want to take over the U.S. dollar. What we want to do is compete. And if the markets play in that way, then they, they, will, they could take over the U.S. dollar. Well, that's a bunch of gibberish. I mean, if you can't see through that kind of gibberish, I'm going I'm to help you see. That means they want to take it over. That's point and simple. Um, they, they see what that power does. They see how it enables uh, the economy when you're the world reserve currency. And, and they see uh, if there's nation states you don't like, you can just, you know, you can, you can drop all the different financial mechanisms that we have. And so, you know, think of, think of what happens to, who is the, uh, Iran sanctions. Now, just think about those sanctions. Now, now leapfrog ahead 10 years and think about sanctions on the U.S., right? Think about our farmers getting sanctioned, right? And they can do it because we're all on this new China cryptocurrency. They sanction all the U.S. They sanction, sanction our banks, our financials, our farmers, and, uh, and maybe they shut down all the, all the, all the online, Amazon.com, sanctioned. They could do that. And then, and then, and then they could uh, put a firewall up and redirect over to, to their online vendors. AliExpress.com. <laughs> AliExpress.com. So I, I, I think we're beating a dead horse now at this point. I think we got it through that this cryptocurrencies on the chop block we do not recommend it. Zero out of ten stars. Zero out of ten stars. <laughs> yeah, don't touch it at all. Now, we're going to circle back to an opportunity that uh, Crypto Jake highlighted, one of his pro tips with Rapturium. Oh, yeah, definitely uh, I would get into it. Um, it's actually, I uh, talked to the developers recently, and um, they were talking about how it's based here in the U.S., so um, U.S., Canada, North America, and stuff like that. Um, it, so it's not, you know, centralized um, by any means, but it's it's a very uh, kind of up-and-coming currency that's supposed to kind of take on Ethereum, Monero, and a bunch of other uh, currencies at the same time. Like uh, It's supposed to be like Ravencoin's... Uh, cousin in a sense but the better one so it's supposed to be um like a huge upgrade over ravencoin but while acting like ethereum and um committing to smart contracts and um like just a million different things and they were just talking about hyping it up and stuff like that and it's, it's slowly gaining traction now a lot more people are jumping on to the blockchain um and development is slowly picking up so it's it's going to be great i think towards the end of this year it's supposed to um it's supposed to get a lot of Improvements and I think smart contracts and smart deployments of uh, tokens on the blockchain are supposed to begin at the uh, end of this year. Now, are you aware of how many developers are working on this new and small? It's small and it's okay. It's, it's new and small cryptocurrency. Um, as far as I know of, there's a lot of backers, but developers, I think there's about four or six people. Okay. And um, they're very, very smart, very, very smart individuals. And I think that even though they don't really have a, a cryptocurrency background, they kind of get exactly how the technology works. And they, um, they really improve on what like Ethereum and Ravencoin try to commit to. Um, and they, they really want to take all that up and spice it and make it look, you know, pretty now, so they're, they're gonna they're gonna why definitely. isn't this cryptocurrency on coinbase why can't i just go i you know i just want to go i got a, i got you know if you got maybe even your brokerage account lets you buy bitcoin and you talk to your broker about 
rupturium, and he's gonna he's gonna look at you and not know what you're talking about. What's going on here? What what where is this coin? Lack of mass adoption. Um, so the fact that it's not on many exchanges right now, and that not other people have adopted or really uh, you know kind of gained traction with the coin. Uh, but is that because it sucks, or is that just because it's new? It's because it's new. Like its its initial release or its test net release was the um, October of last year, oh, and that's new. its official yeah. um, main blockchain release was March of this year. Yep. So it's still a very new um, coin, and it's it's up and coming. So it takes a lot of time, just like it did with Ethereum, um, Bitcoin, stuff like that, Dogecoin, Litecoin, all, all the other coins. Um, it, it took years for those to gain traction. Now, Bitcoin alone took over a decade for it to truly become a mass adopted coin and be adopted like as a stock in the US as as um, as a means of transaction by Visa uh, you know a, a million different things so i mean it, it just now not not talking about anything any i don't like vaporware so there's some things that are kind of coming in the future that are great but right now what does this coin do is there anything good that this coin does um well it really takes on what um like a lot of these coins like i was saying is and it um transaction times are less than 30 seconds so you got fast transactions that's yep. good um less than 30 seconds for fast transactions um i think it's about um one to two minute block times okay um i think it's a multi-billion um coin cap so definitely a very high ca- cap so a uh, chance to be adopted by hundreds of thousands of people um mm-hmm. if that's so if that so happens to be the case uh, right now and it's like i said it's still very so it, development so it's it, very basic it does private it does private transactions yes too, it does right? it, yes yeah. it does uh is that now or in the future it's now now so yep. what it'll do is it'll it'll rumble or it'll it'll kind of um take the coins you have or the selection you have in the wallet and it'll transact them like i think as many times as you want it could be up to like 500 times yep and um, privatize those coins away from your addresses, and you can reassign addresses and stuff like that. And it could uh, be both private send balance and regular balance as well. So it's it's much like Monero in the sense that um, you could either have a public address or you could have truly private um, um, coins and send them um, privately, and they are completely untraceable. Okay. And, and completely have, untraceable is big yeah. words in the crypto space. That is. Those are big, big words. Yeah, you got to call yeah. them out on that. Like, uh, Let's yeah. dive into this capability. Well, you talk about Monero, right? Monero's initial implementation of security involved, or privacy rather, involved mixing different transactions into one transaction. Right. So let's say I want to send Crypto Jake here one Monero, and I want to send Crypto, crypto Dan. Dan. Yeah. I was just trying to think of a number, not your name, <laughs> sorry. I'm going to send Crypto Jake one, and I'm going to send Crypto Dan two. Right? So right. let's think about that. What I would do is I would mix those up. So I would send Crypto Jake like 0.1, and then I would send Crypto Dan 0.1. And for the next 10 blocks, those would get mixed together so that they didn't come from necessarily my address. They would come from other addresses. So in the next block, I would send three Monero, but those three Monero would be going to a ton of addresses. I would send to 10,000 addresses at once, and then 10,000 other addresses would send a piece of my transaction as well. So all you could see is I sent a transaction on block number four, as did 10,000 other people, and there were 10,000 recipients of funds in block four. And that's great, but if you do a little looking, you can corroborate, oh, 
I sent out 2.5 or 3 Monero, and these people received 1 and 2. That mm-hmm. matches up. So you can start to make a chain yep. there. Yep. But when they implemented ZK Snarks, then the game changed. All of it's private, and it's really nice. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could explain it to you, but that is outside the realm of me after lunch. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's digging into some technical crypto right there, ZK Snarks. Now, that... Um, that I, I remember hearing about that a couple of years ago. They were going to try to implement that uh, perhaps with Ethereum too, weren't they? That's right. That's yeah. on the Ethereum roadmap. Yep. yep. Yeah, and, and it holds a, holds a lot of promise for for people that care about their privacy. And it's not that we want to do anything wrong. It's just that I don't want my neighbors seeing my transactions. I don't want someone snooping to see what my balance is. It's just not right. I don't like the and, FBI yeah. agent watching my computer to know right. that I sent somebody Bitcoin. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't want, we don't want, you know, I mean, it's my choice. It's, there's nothing bad going on, but it's a, it's a privacy. You don't have to. I mean, they're getting, uh, the powers that be are getting a little too comfortable with getting to, with getting to know everything. It's kind of like, you know, if you're uh, kind of like if your wife lets you read all her emails and her text messages and you get comfortable with that. She's like, oh, yeah, you read them here. We'll share it. And, and all of a sudden one day she goes, well, nope, no more reading your text messages and your emails. Yeah. And then, well, and then you get a little bit upset. Well, why can't I read that anymore? Well, you, 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 gave, you gave the powers that be, the federal government, access through the Patriot Act and all this stuff, access to your text messages, access to your emails. Right and and whatnot, and now we gotta we gotta pull it back. We gotta we gotta implement technology for for point to point encryption and conversations, and we gotta get the ZK ZK Snarks. What, what is it again? That's it. ZK, ZK Snarks. ZK Snarks. So we gotta get. I just want to stop yeah. you right there and yeah. tell you: if you're listening to this podcast, you should use Signal. Use it. Support yes. it. Open source software. They're doing yeah. big things for encryption, and uh, yeah. Exactly. There you go. It's just important. And, and, and there's going to be some people that are uncomfortable with us rolling that back because they got so used to it. You know, they can, they, I'm sure if they want to, they can go into your bank account and see whatever transactions you do in your bank account. Oh, that's been public knowledge. Yeah. That's been basically public knowledge for years. Yeah, exactly. And so we got to roll that back. We got, and it's important that our founders of this country said, you know, we, get, we, we declared our independence we have our bill of rights, you know. That's that's what we're based on here. It's not a sin. It's not a. It's not a crime in in the United States of America yet to declare that I want my independence and my privacy. It feels a little bit. It feels like you're not you're not supposed to ask for that. It feels like no. You, I'm but, the kind of guy who uh, doesn't unlock my phone at the border. Yeah. Can I look at your phone? No. Do you have a warrant? Yeah. No. Okay, then have a good day. There you go. And that and that's that's all the conversation needs to be. Then you know we don't got to get. I want to walk this yeah. back just a bit. You were talking yeah. about Ethereum, and this is a crypto podcast, so where would we be without talking about current events in mm-hmm. cryptos, right? So Ethereum has been on a real row this, uh, this last week. Um, Ethereum versus Bitcoin. Ethereum's looking up. Yeah. I think we're up 10 to 15% against Bitcoin, and uh, we're like 10 to 15% on the U.S. dollar as well. Right. Um, everyone's waiting for the new London hard fork. Uh, so Ethereum is going to have a hard fork right around the beginning of August. Mm-hmm. And what that's going to do, instead of giving all of the transaction fees to crypto miners, as they have been doing, you're going to give those transaction fees, uh, they're going to be burned. So they're just going to disappear. And that's going to help reduce the inflation in the Ethereum network. 
I think that would be pretty nice. Um, personally, I think that Ethereum is moving in a really good direction. Um, I'm hoping that proof of work kind of sticks around a little bit longer because that's where most of our income is coming in right now from our personal mining and stuff like that. But um, I think uh, I think a lot of these technologies, especially ZK Snarks um, and a lot of other um, technologies like, uh, I guess, it pulling from like Monero and, and stuff where it, it kind of multi-transacts before um, kind of sending out a certain amount from an address would be really nice as well. Um, but Ethereum could use a lot more privacy just like Bitcoin could use a lot more privacy. But Bitcoin is... Well, you you say that, but you have to think Bitcoin's main focus is not privacy. Right. But when you compare Bitcoin to Monero, Monero, they don't care really about transacting money. That's not their principal focus. Right. Their principal focus is transacting money securely and privately. Right. And <clears throat> Bitcoin just wants you to be able to get money from point A to point B, and it wants it to happen reliably and verifiably. And it wants it to be decentralized. Right. And the and Bitcoin wants to be a store of value. They really want like Bitcoin Cash does. Well, Bitcoin Cash wants to be payments, but Bitcoin, you know, they they really you know it it's pushed, and and they love it when Bitcoin is sixty k a coin, and they want it to be a million. So so um, a Bitcoin purist would say, hold on a minute, you know, the store of value. Wait a minute, that's you know that's. That wasn't here on the white paper. It's supposed to be peer-to-peer cash payments. But anyways, that's where it is now. I just wanted to add. No, I I get it. And I I mean, I think of Bitcoin as the digital gold because that's what it is. It's a store of value. It's it's utility. Sure, you can trade it with people. But in my opinion, there are better ways to do that. The market has evolved. And it's, it's one of two things, right? Either Bitcoin is a dinosaur that people are afraid to let go of. Yeah. Or there's something to this store of value thing. Right. It's got to be one or the other. It can't be both. Yep. And I'm not sure where where the needle falls on that. Right. That's a good and question. I'm, I'm really sure that Ethereum, and I'm not a Bitcoin purist by any means. I think Bitcoin's a really good currency, and it is the original, as the godfather of all other currencies, um, you know, on the on the blockchain network. But I think that Ethereum has the potential to one day really be the top one. I and, agree with you. I'm. I, Ethereum is my favorite coin out there right now. I completely agree with you. But I worry that Ethereum has, what's the word, utilized itself out of the market. I mean, with the, with the idea of uh, EIP-20 coins. Um, right. Or ERC-20 coins, sorry. Yep. Um, I mean, there are thousands of them. Yes. You, you know what it takes to start up a new cryptocurrency on top of ERC-20? A couple hours. Right. If that. It's nothing, yeah. yeah. And there are so, so many of them. And then you've also got on top of that, you've got smart contracts. And you've got things like DeFi that are completely decentralized cryptocurrency exchanges operating between. uh, It's entirely compromised of smart contracts. Right. Yep. And then you've got the Ethereum virtual machine that exists on top of all of that. And at some point, you've got to ask yourself, Ethereum's made all these advances so that other other currencies can can step in and make all these cool things, but what's left for Ethereum at the end of all of this? Right. I mean, proof yeah. of stake is cool. Personally, I as a miner don't don't want it, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think it's coming, and I'm going to support it when it gets here. But I don't think it's going to be here this year. I well, don't I think, think it's going to be. I here think next what year. Ethereum gets out of all that construction on top of it, and all that traffic on top of it, is that the unifier in all of it is gas fees. And so Ethereum gets the gas fees. Right, right. And I mean, that's... So the more that gets built on top of it, the more that gets 
the more construction that happens on top of this, the more traffic that happens on top of this, the more gas that's consumed and used. And so the whole network benefits in that way. But I do believe the innovation and I do believe um, what has been built, I think there's been some lost time that could have improved Ethereum to innovate it and make it, make it better. You know, there's so much energy put into all, all of these uh DAOs, or the, I think they're called DAOs, you know, or or smart contracts, mm-hmm. or ecosystems, or token ecosystems. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly think it's great because, um, and like you said, there's there's uh, thousands of of, of uh, tokens on top of the Ethereum blockchain, but um, I think that also breeds innovation for those tokens to kind of take their own initiative to separate and create their own blockchains as well and separate from the Ethereum. Blockchain, which also could also pose a threat if a lot of them choose to do so as well. So I think that um, I think that with with Ethereum, um, it could be both a really great coin with you know still much more potential to go, or it could just pitfall and uh, crash and burn. I think so. I think uh, with Ethereum, you can't. I don't. I can't see the the crash and burn with Ethereum. It's it's kind of like. If you look at the United States of America and you look at the interstate that was built, the interstate system that was built, it's a huge network. It supports a huge amount of commerce. On Ethereum, there is a huge infrastructure built right now that a lot of commerce is happening on top of. And so it'd be, it'd be kind of like saying, in the United States, we're just going to take away your interstate. Well, that's, that is not going to happen. You can't take away the U.S. of A.'s interstates. It's, you know, it's conceivable, you know, we're saying we're not going to use the interstate anymore. That's how powerful. That's people don't have an idea because they haven't looked into it enough. But the Ethereum and the Ethereum micro e- ecosystems is so big and so expansive that you just it's it's there, baby. It's there and it's going to grow and it's something to really keep an eye on. And uh, and you're not going your broker isn't going to tell you about it. You know uh, uh, you're going to hear bad things in the news about it because globalists sure don't like Ethereum, right? They, that's not a part of the Chinese digital currency that's not a part of uh any other you know this is a decentralized beautiful creates DeFi options and so i have really emphasized to our listeners to to dive into that don't just acquire it dive into it find out you know uh go go be a collector of nfts we're going to talk about that in the future but be an nft collector i mean that'll brighten up your life uh, you should. What you should do is be selling NFTs. Yeah, or selling oh, NFTs. Yeah, I've seen exactly. some crazy stuff on the sales yeah. of EFTs. Goodness. But there's people trading them, trading them, and, and and doing quite well. You know, as a collector, you can do quite well in uh, trading them up and stuff. So you know. I tell you, if Ethereum goes to zero, I'm going to be riding that train all the way to the bitter end. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'll be dumping money into it, <laughs> trying to put out the fire with hundred dollar bills. Yep. Because I know, I believe, I yeah. believe vehemently oh, that yeah. at some point it's it's coming back up. It's already back up. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, at one point when Bitcoin was at sixty thousand, um, you know, touching uh, touching sixty one, um, Ethereum was touching about four, and it's it's going to keep going up. And you think uh, that coin currently has no cap right now either? So I mean, to see a coin with no cap get that high, it's 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 uh, showing some strong potential for sure. And I think that, uh, I, you know, even though I spoke pessimistically about it, I think that it, it really has, you know, a lot of room to grow. Yeah. I wonder, should we get the Rapture rig up? Oh, yeah. You want me to grab this thing? Yeah. Let's uh, got the producer here. We got a uh, special treat here. We, we had uh, 
Do you want to talk about Raptor PCS while we bring it up? Bring that up over maybe here at the spot number. Yep. So uh, going back to we'll what he was talking about, Raptor PCS. So what we do is is that we uh, build and repair computers. Um, our shop is located in the Kmart Mall. We uh, also build crypto rigs as well, and we uh, tend to add a two-year warranty to them because all parts we source from our suppliers are guaranteed to last for up to two years or longer, um, especially under extensive stress um, with mining. And uh, then some, and I believe that it will... Uh, if you go to um, cool. hit the desk button. Yep. There we go. That's, there it is right there. Yep. It's uh, absolutely beautiful, beautiful rig. And um, it took us quite a little bit to get it sourced and put together, but it was worth all the effort. And um, I 100% would do it again. And, and so what the Rapture rig is for is, is, is to say, all right, we got some great opportunity with CPU mineable tokens cpu binable cryptocurrency and not tokens but cryptocurrencies that are out there that are just starting up or existing ones that are cpu mineable and and that has a long future to it there's a long horizon on that what doesn't have a long horizon is asic mining and gpu mining that's got a lot of controversy there's a lot of things happening with limiters and 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 there's a lot of concern about the environment and the cost but uh, there is significant opportunity to decentralized cryptocurrencies that are, I like to call them pre-IPO. That's what I like to call them, pre-IPO. Does that thing light up? Yes, yes. it does, yeah. Yes, it does. It's, okay, yes. yeah. I was literally about to say earlier, it's too bad you can't see the unicorn poop coming out of this thing. <laughs> it is unreal. It's so, it's, it's like Pride Month all in that case. It's, that's right. We made sure to spice it up a little bit, make it look beautiful. So, yeah. And, and so, crypto, Chris, you you spent a lot of time on this benchmarking and, and dealing with the heat issues with it. I mean, what are your thoughts on 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 this on this rig that you had your hands on for days? Well, I mean, when you're thinking about that's good. When you're thinking about nice things like this, um, I mean, it's it's important to put into perspective. This is like five thousand dollars of equipment. And it's not all that different from buying an ASIC, really, or buying, you know, a, a GPU farm. It's a, it's a super nice rig. I definitely give it that. Uh, 32 cores, 64 threads. I think it's an AMD Threadripper 3690. 3670. Um, damn, off by two. 3670. Um, it's, it's a crazy nice computer, and it's capable of mining whatever you want that's CPU mineable. Pardon but, me, 3970. 3970. 3970. Okay, I was off it's by a one, lot more than... It's one of those. We'll have it on the website, rapturerigs.com. We'll have uh, it on the website. Don't worry. Give it a the view. The thing is, when you look at... Um, <laughs> got to see Can the... Can you do a little Vanna White with it, too? Got to see the RGB. There you go. So what you've got to think about with cryptocurrencies like this, um, Bitcoin started this way, Ethereum started this way, Litecoin started this way. They all started CPU mineable coins. And then quickly someone realized, well, I can adapt this to run on a GPU. And it was something like an order of magnitude or three or four faster on GPUs. Just because GPUs have bigger memory registries, they have more parallelism. So they can do way more things. Mm -hmm. Like a typical GPU, like a, I don't know, like a 3060, right now has like thousands of individual CPUs on that GPU die and they can do so many more transactions per second. Right. Because uh, GPUs are inherently better at crunching math than CPUs are because they're just meant to take more of the grunt of a lot of uh, calculations and, and, you know, 
when Bitcoin caught on to the GPU, um, it, it just it spiraled from there, and the difficulty just you know went went, went um, skyrocketing. So I think that a lot of coins, uh, especially like um, Raptorium, for example, uh, if it does hit the GPU, um, I think that that's going to spell a little bit of danger for the coin because if it's not truly CPU mineable, like what Monero went back to. Um, it's it's going to uh, cause centralization because I think a lot of these farms and stuff like that do a lot of uh, GPU mining, which uh, plays into ASICs as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not if, it's when. Everything is GPU mineable. It's just about figuring out how to do it. That's the, that's the good thing about a GPU. That's why I'm heavily invested in a GPU mine myself. All we mine is Ethereum, sure, but we're making a killing doing it. Yep. I mean, it's a great time to be mining Ethereum. We even mined during the crypto winter. We barely paid the bills, but we kept mining Mm -hmm. and it paid off dividends. But what I'm looking at here is it's a good time to be. If you find a a CPU mineable coin that you really believe in, it's a great time to be mining that right now. No time's better than today. And that's the rig that's going to get you there. There it is. It's a little bit expensive, but it's a great investment. Yeah, and and what's really unique at Rapture Rigs is that uh, Chris here has worked on a, a some some new software that we got rolling up and what happens is we automatically configure this so it's set up ready to rock and roll and mining from day one and uh, everything is managed with it it's a beautiful thing now let's say you don't want any of that let's say you just you want to you want to get the hardware yourself and take it and run with it that's fine that's that's great good for you now some of you you want to get into this pre-ipo coins and you want to get into this uh you know, making the decentralized web a little bit stronger because that's what you're doing when you, when you're getting involved in this. You're saying no to the Chinese cryptocurrency, and you want it managed a little bit. That's what our software is for. So we got two two things that are important with Rapture Rigs to consider. You got some very high end computing equipment here that's hard to get a hold of, but we can get a hold of it. And uh, and then you also get the option. And I really th- I don't know. I just really think it should just be required. But of the of the managed software that uh, it all runs in a very secured Linux platform, everything is controlled and monitored. This thing can be restarted. It's it's not some crappy um, go to my PC software that we're talking about here. This is high end encrypted uh, Linux software that's meant to to manage a farm. And so you can join us. You can join us in our call of duty to make sure that uh, that our financial liberty. You know, it's kept there. Hi, <laughs> <Aye>, Captain. <laughs> That's our show. That's our show for the day. We're excited. We just we just get you know, the bubble wrap still on this thing, and we're going to talk about that. I mean, this uh, right now, Rapturium is being mined. You know, I mean, as we speak, we we thank the producer for his power. It's mining Rapturium. Thank you. Appreciate just, just that. So we're, just so we're clear, it's not plugged into the network. It's not actually mining. Oh, I thought, we had, I thought maybe we had the Wi-Fi connected. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we could be. You know, you can just go you know, take these and set it up in your barn somewhere or set it up in your mom's garage, turn it on, and cut her loose. But uh, it, it won't just be Rapturium. You're going to watch this show. You're going to get a, a dive into, you know, Crypto Jake's going to bring forward probably a few more these cpu mineable coins well, yeah like like monero is it used to be gpu and cpu mineable and now it's just solely cpu mineable because it, it moved back to its old ways like it was originally intended why don't you to do. give it do you have a sneak so. peek for us on any future cpu coins um, a sneak peek for us there i don't have any current coins out right now that would be on your specified yeah 
uh, what you're looking for, but I, I think that Rapturium is the newest, most promising CPU mineable coin. Yeah, these do, these things don't you know grow on trees. Yeah, it takes a while to develop these coins. Yep, and and so. when you find a good one, you're going to stick with it. I think our goal is anyone that's involved with us would 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 mine out and get a million Rapturium, right? And right. then the hope is the hope is, and there's no promise, there's no guarantee, there's no financial advisor here, but like when I buy one of these. And I use it. My hope is that it, that coin gets listed on an exchange. And when that listing happens, I might see a coin worth a dollar. And I got a million of them. So there's some pretty simple math going on there. There's no promises. That probably isn't going to happen. But this at least gives you an opportunity to participate in that, um, in that, that high-risk area and in that high-opportunity high area that most people don't. Well, there is no reward without risk. So that's right. There, there. That's the greatest thing about some cryptocurrency, especially the newer ones and stuff like that. You never know; it could blow up or it could crash, and you just got to take the risk as long as you are financially capable of doing so. Don't ever burn your money where you can't burn it. Yeah, and and, and one other option you could do is you could say, "Hey, I'm just going to go on to Newegg or Amazon, buy a bunch of parts, throw it together, and do my own rapture rig." Well, I'm telling you, that's not going to happen. This is this is not easy. Uh, to get something that's optimized, that all the hardware is working together, that the cooling is right, and that you get you get a mining rig that's going to go twenty four seven, you're just not going to do that. I mean, unless you're an experienced PC builder, that's why we have Raptor PCS backing us up. We also have our engineer Chris backing us up to make sure right. that these things are fine tuned and and are going to have a long life and are going to do exactly what you want them to do. And they are extensively tested to make sure that they are always working right and um you know that under load for years to come however long you want it to run uh, you know it'll 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 return its profit back to you for sure yeah and you get a complaint department with crypto jake yeah Yeah, well we got that (laughs) we got that two-year warranty too so if it blows up on you in less than two years we'll we'll replace any part in the um i think i think the owner of raptor pcs said hey no overclocking please yeah, so no overclocking, overclocking does put extensive stress on some of the parts of the computer. Um, and that's where, that that's where you got to be smart with rigs yeah. like this. Don't go for short-term gain for long-term pain, okay? We're gonna, this thing is set up, it's optimized, and it's going to be there for you to do something for years and years, maybe five years, six years out. It's still going to be doing exactly what you wanted it to do, right? That's unique. Even with current... Um, Ryzen processors and stuff like that with, with what this uh, build has. Um, it, even with overclocking and stuff like that, you get minimal gains anyways. You just create a lot more heat. I mean, so look at that. It's, it got a thread, a lot quicker. it's got a thread ripper in there. A thread yeah. ripper, people. Have you ever heard of a thread ripper? 280 watts TDP. There and you if go. If you overclock it, you're looking at 450 watts. You're yeah. moving into the territory of a space heater. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's well, crazy. It practically is a space heater. That thing, yeah. um, you know, 230 watts. That's a lot for a computer, especially for something you know that size. And even then, it doesn't have a uh, it doesn't have a uh, full size graphics card in there mining other GPU mineable coins. So that that alone will generate plenty plenty of heat. And the the another use case I like for um, these rigs and stuff like that too is is that if you um, need cost-effective heating and you don't want to spend a bunch on heating and stuff like that these things will keep your room warm yep so you just throw it That's in your true. room let it let it mine away and it'll it'll keep your room warm year you round you know it's <laughs> even better if you manage to get these hooked up to off-peak power and then you say well bitcoin mining is how i heat my house <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> crypto dan and i we have a we have a mutual friend yeah that might be happening yeah exactly. well jerry yeah. already does it yeah he does does it quite well 
Does it very well. You go to Jerry's house, it's, it's 40 below outside. He's got the windows open. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, there's some people that do it right, and there's some people that don't know what's going on. So you got to do it right. That's what we're here for. Make sure you do life right. And I've been to this man's house, too, and we have that one ASIC miner mining Bitcoin, too. And um, that thing alone heats up half the room. <laughs> like yeah. I, I've been there, and you'll open up the door, and it'll just heat wave just come out of there. <laughs> And it feels yeah. like a sauna in that room. So, so this is not an ASIC miner. This is no. not a GPU miner or GPU miner rig. This is a CPU rig called Rapture Rig at RaptureRigs.com. We are taking orders, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Anything else we want to so, close with the podcast? I, I well, do. Okay. I'm going to jump in here really quick. Yep. And I'll, I'll explain. All right. Is this a giveaway or a raffle? No, no, okay, if you want to pull a, pull a, put on, or actually, no, that's me right here. Okay, so, holy cow, you must be taller than me or something. Well, I felt really bad because I totally threw this ad at Jake right before the show, and he has <laughs> known nothing about it, so I wanted to, to touch base on it. So if you want to go to uh, the, is it, no, uh, not the display, go to the, uh, yeah, go to that one. Okay, so this Friday... It's right next to the Spud Junior. Uh, it's a new event center. They have uh, comedians that are coming in. It's going to be a blast. Uh, so this Friday, they have Ahmed Khalif, who is uh, huge. Uh, they got James Stanley, and then they got their host, uh, I hope I'm saying it right, Toby Sham- Shamu. Um, I apologize if I, I hacked your names there. But again, it's this Friday, July 9th. The show starts at 8 p.m. Uh, you do have to be 21 to enter. But it's right next to the Spud Junior. Uh, it's a great new event center down in East Grand Forks. Uh, there are limited seats available, so you can buy tickets in advance at ForksFirstPresents.com. That uh, you could pull that up there if you want to, Katie. This is their uh, website where you'll see all the stuff that's going on. Now, if you actually go to the events tab right there, you'll see the upcoming events. So the next one right after. So if you click on the July 9th one. That's the one that, you know, we're looking at right now that everybody should be getting tickets for right now. Just go to the right there. You got buy tickets. Uh, If you hit back, we'll see that uh, their next performer, the green one. So these are the ones that are going to be coming, I think, towards the end of July. Uh, Does it say what the date is on there? I can't read. I don't have my glasses on. Okay, July. Oh, that's my July 30th. That's my birthday. Okay. Yeah. So July 30th. So. All I'm saying is that um, be sure to go to this website. Be sure to buy these tickets in advance because they're going to sell out. I think there's a a limit of 100 of them. And these comedians, they uh, come all the way from the cities. I think... I'm not, I think it was Ahmed, but don't quote me on this. But I mean, even, you know, he was like on the Colbert Report. Uh, There's... These are big-time comedians coming to Grand Forks. Grand Forks... In East Grand Forks, they don't have a lot going on. So you know. And where was that at again? Where are they doing it at? It's the Forks, Forks First uh, Prohibition okay. Comedy Event Center. Uh, it's actually directly. It's like attached to the Spud. Okay. Um, All right. I know where that is by the Spud. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Spud. Yeah. 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 So and if anybody doesn't know where the Spud is, it's basically Kitty Corner from the movie theater in East Grand Forks. That's right. Yep. Yep. So uh, be sure to go down there this Friday. Check it out. It's going to be a great time. You'll see me there. I mean, who doesn't want to see a good comedian? Yeah. You know, and then they got yeah. they got drinks and oh, and also uh, make sure to check it out. They got uh, Table Forty Four. I'm excited. Um, I'll check this out. Yeah. yeah uh, Mike he uh, he interviews the uh, the comedians. Uh, okay. You get a chance to meet him before the show. But yeah, right. so they got a little podcast area in the back there for table 44 
Uh, so yeah, nice. should be a great time. Everybody check it out. That'll be a lot of fun. All yeah. right, I'll, I'll give this back to Jake now. All right. Hey, Katie, what's Bitcoin? <laughs> you can be sarcastic and say it's a cryptocurrency. Yeah. <laughs> we got two producers this time. They they thought they really need to wrangle in these cryptocurrency people. We got we got producer number two on the uh, spot there. I think I think she's going to join us next time. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> we'll do a little bit of study. Should we call that a show then? Yeah, I think so. Crypto Jake, you want to wrap us up? Well, I uh, appreciate you guys joining us for this uh, second episode of our crypto podcast. Um, sorry, I was a little jambled like last time, but this time was a lot better. So I think you know, the more we get organized, the more topics we come up with to talk about and stuff. I think it'd be pretty awesome to uh, truly come back and uh, do this again. And I think that uh, we have a lot more to talk about next time. I think we're going to pull up a lot more topics. I think uh, Dan here has pulled up a bunch. I'm, I'm probably going to pull up a bunch myself and find some topics to speak of so we can kind of cover it and um, maybe... We're going to have uh, Mr. Guest here again. Mr. Guest. <laughs> Mr. I like Guest. it. Crypto Chris. Crypto, yeah, yeah. Crypto Chris, Chris is a I, I, permanent figure. I, yeah, I want him to. Yeah, he's he's great. I like him. Yeah. So Thank I you think. for your contributions. Yeah, right? <laughs> it was great. Hey, I'm yeah. glad somebody likes me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I'd also like to learn a lot more about him, too, because I, I, hearing how he's a huge uh, part of the mining community and stuff like that, too, I'd like to um, talk to you outside of the podcart too as well if you know all right and everybody enjoy your uh, yeah your holiday coming up here we uh, had a good fourth of July and uh, we got some more stuff coming your summer's going quick though it's going quick but enjoy your time thank yeah. you all right stay safe out there yep is that it no, it's not it